Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Here's how this podcast works. Each week we begin with about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parsha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. You'll either hear me, or you'll hear me in conversation with a Jewish thought leader. After that, if you want to stick around, we often continue with a bonus interview where we talk about all things Jewish. Welcome, everyone. The Parsha this week is called Vaishlach, and it is the third in the Jacob cycle. Two weeks ago, we met Jacob and his brother Esau as kids. They had their scuffles. Jacob ran away. Last week, we met Jacob on the road and living his life away from the land of Israel. We saw him build a family. We saw him get swindled the way that he had swindled others, and we saw him decide to head home back to the land where he had been born and where his family lives, which is, of course, the land of Israel. This week, we meet Jacob just about to re-enter the land and just about to greet or confront his brother for the first time in 20 years. Now, of course, 20 years ago, the last time the two saw each other, Jacob had essentially stolen the blessing from their father that was meant for Esau, and Esau had threatened to kill him. They haven't seen each other since. The action of this parsha begins the day before Jacob is to meet his brother. He sends messengers to see whether Esau is coming. The Hebrew word for he sent is vayishlach, which is how the parsha gets its name. And then Jacob goes through a series of actions designed to protect him from Esau in the event that Esau is coming to kill him. He sends some gifts ahead to placate his brother. He divides his camp, which is to say his family, his wives and his 12 children and their belongings, into two camps. He spirits his family across the river, and then he's left alone. And that's where this very famous story of Jacob wrestling happens. It says, Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. Jacob wrestles with this man all night long, and ultimately the man wrenches Jacob's hip socket so that he's injured. Ultimately, Jacob prevails over this unknown assailant, and he refuses to let him go without a blessing. The other one asks, what's your name? And he replies, Jacob. And then the man says, Lo amer od shimcha, ki im Yisrael. You will no longer be called Jacob, but rather Israel. For you have striven with beings divine and human, and you have prevailed. The name Yisrael means something like the one who struggles or wrestles with God. Now, there are a couple of interesting things going on here that I think might be connected with each other, so I want to mention both of them. The first thing is, the Torah never tells us who exactly Jacob is wrestling with. And the second thing that's interesting is that even after Jacob's name is changed to Israel, he's still called Jacob in the very next verse and regularly throughout the the rest of the book of Genesis. So let me address both of those points, and then we'll see how they're connected with each other. First of all, who is Jacob wrestling with? 
The Torah just says Ish, which means a man. Now, often when the Torah refers to someone as Ish, the commentators understand that to be a divine figure, an angel of some kind. And we see that in these commentaries. Rashi, who is the 11th century French commentator who's really considered the greatest explainer of Torah, says that it was Saro Shel Esav, Esau's guardian angel. The implication is that this angel was there to weaken him in preparation for his confrontation with Esau the next day. Rashi's grandson, the Rashbam, agrees that it was an angel, but says that the reason it was there was to keep him busy all night so that he wouldn't run away, so that he wouldn't miss his chance to face Esau the next morning. And a third commentator named the Radak, Rabbi David Kimchi, says that God had actually sent this adversary to Jacob, Lechazek Libo, in order to strengthen his heart or help him build his courage. That last opinion hints at a different possibility which is that if Jacob is building his courage, he may not be wrestling with another being at all. Maybe he's actually wrestling with some aspect of himself. The Eitz Chaim says this may be an account of Jacob's wrestling with his conscience. And I want to quote one more very important commentator, my son Yair Streifer, who will become Bar Mitzvah this weekend, who wrote the following in his Devar Torah. He wrote, I think that Jacob was so scared of Esau that it was described as wrestling when in reality it was a mental struggle. He spent the night stressed about what was going to happen in the morning, end quote. So I think all of these commentators, both the traditional ones and the non-traditional one, which is to say my son, are thinking that Jacob's wrestling is more than just a physical match. Jacob is wrestling with something about his own past, something about his own fears. Which brings me to the change of his name. When Jacob goes from Yaakov to Yisrael, he goes from being the supplanter or the one who holds the heel of his brother, which is the meaning of Yaakov or Jacob, to being the wrestler, the one who struggles, the one who strives, the one who faces himself and faces God. So in some ways, this is a transition from the trickster kid that he used to be to the the somewhat more mature adult that he is now, who's willing to face the hard things, to face his brother, to face his past, to face his own fears, which might give us a sense of why he continues to be called Yaakov, continues to be called Jacob, even after his name is changed. The Talmud says this isn't a real name change, not like when Avram is changed to Avraham, because he's never called Avram again. But Yaakov continues to be called Yaakov because it's really the addition of a new name. And Rashi points out that names are sometimes connected with the actions that we're performing or what he calls the service that we're carrying out. So there may have been some times when Jacob was still Jacob, when he was still the less mature, the trickster, the kid who had had these selfish tendencies early in life. And there may have been other times when he was Yisrael, when he was the more mature version of himself, willing to face his own fears and his own faults. And so in that sense, it would make sense that he was called by both names for the rest of the book. And that to me sounds like what it is to be human. Sometimes we act like the best versions of ourselves. We're mature, we're thoughtful, we act according to our own values, and sometimes less so. Sometimes we're Jacob, 
and sometimes we're Israel. And we're meant to be constantly struggling, constantly wrestling with ourselves, with God, with our own conscience and our own fears. That's what it means to be Yisrael, the one who wrestles. It's what it means to be part of the people of Israel, and it's one of the most important routes toward being our best selves. I want to thank my son, Yair Streifer, for letting me quote his Devar Torah in today's podcast. Can't wait to see him on the Bima this Shabbat. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.